0: Hello from the newsroom of the Financial Times in London. I'm Suzanne Blimpson. Banco Santander said this week it would no longer hire Andrea Orchell, the outgoing boss of UBS's investment bank, as its chief executive. The amount that the Spanish bank would have had to pay Mr Orchell to compensate him for deferred stock awards earned during his career at UBS was apparently just too much. Patrick Jenkins discusses what went wrong with David Crowe and Stephen Morris when you thought nothing
1: could get more exciting than Brexit and the Tuesday night vote which saw Prime Minister Theresa May's deal stunningly rejected. Spain's biggest bank, Santander, unveiled some stunning news of its own. This was the revelation by Anna Botteen, the executive chairman of Santander, that the chief executive that she had recruited back last autumn, Andrea Rochelle, that she was hiring out of UBS, was no longer gonna come and take up that job. David,
2: this was it's fair to say, a pretty surprising piece of news. What on earth happened? So very surprising and very embarrassing for Santander. They revealed that the chief executive that Anna Bettine had handpicked to take Santander forward was no longer joining the company, apparently after a major row over his compensation package. He wanted to be made good for, we're told, around 50 million euros worth of stock in UBS, benefits and other goodies. And he didn't really care where the money came from, but he wanted a mixture of Santander and, and UBS to make him good on that. And in the end, they weren't willing to stump up.
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely. And it's the latest in a series of moves that Andre Rochelle has made. His last big change was about seven years ago to UBS from Bank of America Merrill Lynch, where we understand he took something like 30 million or so of Merrill Lynch stock with him at the time. What's different this time? Why did Santander not want to stump up?
2: Well, what we're hearing is that the company feels the sort of political winds in Spain have changed bankers always unpopular, are particularly unpopular at the moment. There's a socialist party government popped up by the populist Podemos. Uh, There are all sort of various other things going on in the banking world. And they just felt that this number, albeit it would have been paid in Santander, deferred stock and arguably would have given him a major financial stake in trying to improve the share price. But they just felt that the big number would have been too much for them to wear.
1: And Stephen, let me bring you in here because this was also something that was difficult for UBS to countenance. The idea that they would honour some or indeed all of Mr Orchell's stock entitlement. Originally, certainly this was Santander's understanding, UBS had suggested that they would stump up for a part of this amount, but that that wasn't then ultimately going to happen. They perhaps didn't want to be seen to be paying out money unnecessarily either.
3: No, well, there are a lot of moving parts here. The chairman is running Santander, Anna Botin, she needed several things to happen. She needed UBS to pay out some of the deferred stock to Mr. Orchell. Then she needed Mr. Orchell to accept that he wouldn't probably get the full amount. And they needed the Santander board to sign off on this eye-watering amount of money that would be required to bring him she gave Orchell her guarantee that she could make all this happen. And then it transpired a few months later down the line, because remember, this was announced last autumn, that none of those three things will fall into place to make this deal work. So in a way, it's a bit of a blow for her credibility. She's hand-picked a successor who was going to come in and help her sort out the bank and take it into the future, digitize it, alter its geographic footprint, reinstitute central control over its far flung geographies. And now she's had to reappoint the person she just moved out of the CEO position. And I think it's what's fair to call a bit of a lame duck appointment. So everyone's lost a bit of credibility here. The man, Mr. Rochelle himself, Anna Botin, and trying to appoint this person and actually failing to get it over the line. And UBS um, for revealing just how much money they've been paying this guy over all the years.
1: David, when Mr. Rochelle was going to be going to a competitor, Why was there ever any idea that UBS might stump up for some of his pay? I mean, surely it was never going to be in their interest to do that.
2: Well, I think the gamble, and it was a gamble that Santander was taking, was that as a major client of UBS, which it must have handed millions of euros of fees to over the years, that um, UBS would be very concerned about preserving that relationship. Indeed, that relationship is probably worth more to it than the money it would have had to pay to Mr. O'Chell. But you, again, I think the optics of that in the near term were less bad than handing him the shares.
1: And one final word on the UBS angle. Stephen, do you think it's fair to say there's an irony in the outcome of this? Because if they were loath to stump up at least part of the package that he was going with to take a share of that when he was going to go to Santander. Now that he's just leaving, he is entitled to his full package and they are going to be left financing that whole 50 million package.
3: Well, exactly. If he went and sat on the beach or ran a farm for seven years, he would eventually get all of that money paid out in UBS stock. And there's also a question about how the very close financial relationship between UBS, who have been the main advisor under Mr. Rochelle to Santander for years, how that plays out down the line. Now there seems to be this tripartite Barney that's been going on for the past few months. So it looks like unless Mr. Rochelle decides to join another institution, which would, of course, take a big gamble by then, because now everyone knows what this man will cost to bring him into your bank or financial institution, it certainly looks like everybody is coming a bit red-faced out of this affair.
2: Final thought, David? Well, I think you just can't overstate how embarrassing this is for everyone involved, especially Ms. Bettine and Mr. O'Chell, because these are supposed to be two of the world's premier deal makers. Ms. Bettine has bought banks across the world and integrated them into Santander, and O'Chell has been an advisor on some of the most eye catching MA. And between them, they couldn't sort an employment contract out for one person.
1: There's lessons there for all of us, I'm sure. Thank you very much, David and Stephen.
0: That was Patrick Jenkins, FT Financial Editor, talking to David Crowe, Banking Editor, and Stephen Morris, European Banking Correspondent. We'll be back with another news feature tomorrow. In the meantime, if you're not already a subscriber and would like to discover more FT content, do take a look at our latest subscription offer at ft.com offer.